Hello everybody, I am your host Malachi Wiley here for Thoughts of Zed Podcast. Now, for those of you that don't know what this is, this podcast is to kind of put a bridge in the gap between generations and to have people come and talk about issues that the youth are dealing with and how we could deal with those issues. Now, today I'm here with a wonderful teacher of ours, Mr. Burris. Mr. Burris, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, John Burris. I've been teaching here at North Miami for 28 years, and uh, this is a time of teaching that's been challenging with, like you talk about COVID. Uh, I hear you talking about bridging the gap between younger generations and older generations. I'm assuming I'm the somewhere in there between. You know, I'm not, you know, the older, I'm not the younger. I'm kind of the middle-aged guy, so uh, hopefully when you said what you did, uh, you weren't talking about me. I'm not calling you old by any means, Mr. Burris. Uh, we just picked you because we felt like that you are a well-respected teacher here, and a lot of people look up to you, and a lot of people are really close to you and really respect you. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's a, it's a great time to be a teacher. There's so many kids that come from different walks of life now, whereas North Miami used to be just simply a, a very rural community. Now we have kids coming here from other schools. We have kids coming here from a, just a lot of different backgrounds. And it's made the school feel a little bit different, but don't kid yourself, it's still North Miami. It's still a great place to come and teach, a great place to come and learn, a great place to bring your kids, and, and uh, we love coming here every day. I love coming here too. So our main topic of today was COVID and how that affects the mental health of the youth. So tell me, what have you seen in your classrooms and in the hallways of how COVID has affected the mental health of the youth today? I think in North Miami, uh, Malachi, what we've dealt with is just you see kids who got out of their comfort zone. You know, COVID made them have to make a lot of judgment calls on their life as far as how they're going to live it. Parents have had to do this, and then it comes through their kids at school. It's also been so politicized, you know. You don't know what to believe because you don't know if it's being done for political purposes or if it's really for your safety and your health. So you have to kind of sift through all that information and then you watch people around you and then you see people really get sick. And and then we've thrown in here now the vaccinations and the effects of that and how that's helped and different things have came up. And you know, we're, we're further down the road in COVID than maybe we would have been if if we wouldn't have took this on head on like we have in the schools. And I think the schools that didn't take it on head on are still behind. Whereas in North Miami, we are having more bouts with COVID, but we've been there before and we feel more confident because we've already handled it as a school and our kids have have worked through it and the staff has worked through it. And, you know, we've got to give the community credit. The community's worked through it. So it's, it's ended up being, yeah, you hate to see people sick. You hate to see people die from this. It's tragic. But it's also shown uh, the resiliency of a lot of different people. There's, 
there's always positives, Malachi, whenever you have negative things like this happen. And I tend to agree. I feel like I'm not sure about other schools in other states and other communities, but I know in North Miami, this small area, because I didn't transfer here before COVID. I came here just at the beginning of COVID. And from what I've seen, I even feel like that it just really made everyone tighten together more. I feel like it made people work together even more. And we're able to really help a lot of our other students and a lot of our peers because of that. But one thing I want to mention, what you said earlier about it being very politicized and a lot of schools didn't take it head on and we feel as if they might even be behind. So I'd agree with you on that. And one thing that I could say is that could just be really overwhelming to a student, couldn't it? It could be. And also, you know, when a school decides they're not going to take it on from a you know, a community or a school-based standpoint, then you're open to so many different opinions. When the school shows leadership, and even the schools that shut down, they've mm-hmm. shown leadership. They said, this is what we're doing. But these judgments have been so difficult for these leaders. They've had to tell kids, hey, you're not going to have your senior year. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not going to have your senior season or whatever sport you're in. You're not going to be in that club or, you know, your choir or your band may be traveling a lot. Well, you're not going to do that this year. Uh, You're not going to eat lunch here at the school. And when you shut down, you're basically shutting down somebody's school life. And it goes way beyond the academics. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the this podcast is what damage has been caused. Well, when you don't get to experience things. You know, I know one year I broke my arm and didn't get to play Little League. That wasn't COVID, but I missed that season, and that really bothered me that year. This is kind of like that, you know, where somebody's taken something that you're used to doing and just taking it away where you just can't do it like you normally would. For, For kids, that's tough psychologically. It's also tough on their development. Yeah. You know, if you're not able to do the things that and progress normally, then somewhere along the line you have to make up for that. It's not just going to magically happen. You know, if you miss fifth and sixth grade, but you're the age of a seventh grader, that doesn't mean you're ready for seventh grade. You still got to go through those processes of being in fifth and sixth grade. That's why we have school. And we are finding school is very important for kids in their progression. We've just had an an on-site learning experience here for about two years with COVID. So we can see that school is very vital. It's very important to the development of these kids. And and it's also great to be part of that. Yeah, and I would agree. And I feel like it even gets worse than like breaking your arm. Because I would agree with that statement, but it's even worse because you didn't break your arm. You, you're not sick. You're not hurt. You feel perfectly fine. But because of this reason, you still can't go out and do anything. And that's something that I faced whenever I, I had a concussion one year. And I had to wait so long with no symptoms in order to come back. And by the time I came back, the season was over. So, and that's, that's kind of how I felt, wherever it's like, I feel fine, but you still can't do anything. And that may not be for sports or whatever, but it could just be like, I can't hang out with my friends. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't see my grandparents. That's a real, 
issue for a lot of these people. They can't see family. They can't go out and do all this stuff because they might have a health condition. Yeah, so much of life is social. Oh, yeah. You know, when you start looking at jobs that you're going to go into, the first thing that is usually guaranteed is you're going to deal with people on some level. And when you can't deal with people, you start to have what's called a disconnect. And that disconnect can take you on a path that you don't want to. You can get depressed. Uh, you get away from people. And, and this is why when you're an older person and you we call this where you get shut in, where you can't get out, you know, people have to continue to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. So when we see kids going through this where they haven't even developed their personality yet, they're in that stage of trying to become who they're going to be, this has had a profound effect on a lot of kids across the world that have dealt with this because they've lost that social stimulation of just day-to-day being around other people, telling stories. And the other thing is listening, you know, in-person listening. Those skills of sitting in class and listening to a teacher, those are skills you have to acquire. And that takes time. And when you're at those ages where you're just trying to figure that out, that is something that when you miss that, somewhere along the line you're going to have to pick that up. And I've noticed that in class. Kids are a little fidgety. They're a little antsy because they were not used to being in a room where they had to listen for that long and concentrate. So, you know, I've tried to break things up a little bit differently in teaching just to give kids a a chance for their, their brain to recover, but also try to train them to get used to that kind of a feeling again of, hey, I'm back in school. We've got to get back to learning and, and doing what we do on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and like you said about that whole shutout bit, yeah, life is like 90% social, in my opinion. And what I've noticed with a lot of these kids, and it's not even just kids, it's adults, it's everybody. You see all of these people are having so much anxiety about COVID. They're so scared of it. Then they just won't talk to anybody. They won't see anybody. They'll shut out. Then because of that, they get no social interaction. Then what happens after that? A lot of them get depressed. Like we've noticed like with quarantine, and it it doesn't even just have to be quarantine because this anxiety is kind of causing a self-quarantine. And it's causing people to do that. And ever since COVID, we've seen suicide has risen. We've seen... Uh, depression rise we've seen anxiety PTSD even just all of it is just shooting skyrocket and I'm pretty sure that the the amount of women that were hospitalized last year for suicide went up like 40 percent or something now don't quote me on that I don't have any paper or anything on me but it it shot up and it surprised everybody like I remember talking to so many people about that on all the boards that we were on, and we were concerned. I think a lot of what you're talking about is you have to determine with COVID, has it taken more of a physical effect, in which it has. We've lost thousands of people have died or had oh, yeah. complications. But then you go to the mental side of COVID. The mental side has been just as taxing for people that haven't had COVID. You know, dealing with the thought of, will I get COVID? How will I respond to it? And I think when you've had somebody that you know go through a tragedy with COVID, it really has an effect on how you approach it. You know, you said self-quarantining, you know, and anxiety. Well, when when you're anxious, you just don't operate very well. Yeah. You know, and I think 
that's something as a teacher I've tried to really understand because maybe somebody's not reacting to COVID directly, but they may have a bad mood in school. Well, that's because the anxiety is kicking in and it's coming out in other parts of their life. Mm -hmm. You see that in kids maybe having a shorter temper, uh, maybe getting a little bit out of sorts about a homework assignment or, or a test because your levels of anxiety can only go so high before you get a little out of control and then you start to feel like, hey, I've got to deal with this. And then you throw in that you start getting some COVID symptoms or you see friends around you that are struggling or their family is with COVID. It all just is built on kids and there's been a lot for them to deal with with just all sides of this, mental, physical, and then just watching and, and learning about it and I do think that's helping. People are starting to become more educated. And anytime you experience something and it kind of becomes part of your lifestyle, you do start to kind of wrap your head around it a little bit better. Yeah. And hopefully that's happening in our country. I, I do think that people are starting to realize that maybe COVID's going to be here in some form for a long time. And we're going to have to figure out how to deal with it. And I do think we have a lot of good problem solvers in our, our country. And I know locally we've had a lot of people do a great job solving problems, how to deal with COVID. Not physically as much as mentally how to overcome the anxiety and just the daily mm-hmm. rigors of going through a day in the COVID world. Yeah. So to do with that, uh, as a teacher, because I know a lot of these people – they don't feel safe going to their parents. They don't feel safe going to certain things or going to certain people. So I know like teachers could be someone that a lot of students come to talk to. So tell me, what, what are your opinions and tips for other teachers and for other mentors or just people in that situation on how you can help kids and students with this problem? I think one big key is listening. You know, everybody likes to have answers. But sometimes your best answer for, for students is just to, to be somebody that's going to listen to them 